Now, in the, the Bible today, we're going to look in the book of Acts chapter 16. So turn to the book of Acts chapter 16, and our Mother's Day message comes from this text in Acts chapter 16. So you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then Acts. And we start reading in uh, verse number 8. So Acts chapter 16... We start reading in verse number 8 for this Mother's Day message. We wish all of you who are mothers a happy Mother's Day and hope you get to celebrate with your family, if not in present, at least in spirit, and talk to them today. So, Acts 16, verse 8. So, passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is the foremost city of that part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. And may the Lord help us and bless us as we have his word read into our hearts today. I heard uh, a story of how not to treat a mother. And it happened in a situation where a new preacher was at a a big church, so he didn't know everybody. But he had got wind that a certain elderly gentleman in the population had a 50th wedding anniversary coming up. And he said to Mr. So-and-so, I hear you have your 50th anniversary coming up. He said, yes, sir, I do. I would like to know, brother, what is the secret to your long long marriage? He said, well, I treated my wife with uh, respect and uh, decently, and uh, I uh, took her on her 25th anniversary, took her on a trip to Ireland. Hmm. So the preacher said, that sounds wonderful. And now that you have your 50th anniversary, what are your plans? He said, I plan to go to Ireland to get her back. (laughs) That should not be the Mother's Day for you. In fact, God loves mothers. He especially has uh, many references in the Bible to godly women. And it doesn't matter whether you are a mother or not. To be a godly woman is itself its own reward. Uh, But we all have mothers, and as a result of that, if we didn't have those mothers, we wouldn't be here. 
and God has provided for us such a great salvation. In this story, we learn about one woman in particular named Lydia, and we're going to understand a little bit about it and hopefully be able to learn lessons from her life. Now, first of all, Paul, he was minding his own business doing the missionary work in a place called Asia Minor. That means Little Asia. And today that is the same place as Turkey on the map. And he was in Western Turkey and he gets this vision, a strange vision. Now, there's a difference between dreams and visions. A dream, you're asleep and you visualize in a dream. But a vision, you might be wide awake and suddenly see something that is presented to you. So there can be differences between dreams and visions. But nevertheless, it says that in the middle of the night, Paul saw a vision. Now, it might have been in a dream. I don't know. But it's something he saw. And it was a person. And he was dressed like a Macedonian. Now, I don't really know what Macedonians dressed like. I mean, they, they were all Greek to me, literally. <laughs> so I really don't know. They were, they, but, but obviously, there was something unique about how Macedonians dressed and other people. And Paul saw a man in Macedonian fashion stand and, and, and beg him to come and help us. Now, that's important because Paul had, from that point before, had spent his time in Asia Minor. But to go to Macedonia means he's going into Europe. And he had never been there before. So he, he prays about it and they talk among themselves and they say, this must be a sign from the Lord. So they, they get on the next ship they can to get their way to Macedonia. Now Macedonia is in northern Greece and it's in the Balkan Peninsula. And if you go there, uh, the way he went, it's, it's kind of like going to the north there and then going around. And he ends up making it to the num number one city of Macedonia in that region named Philippi. And when he gets there to this place, he hears that there is a prayer meeting that the people have on a Sabbath day near one of the rivers there. Now, there were no men at this meeting. There were all women. Uh, it often is the case, isn't it, that it will be women who get together and do many spiritual things. Now, the men could have been at the synagogue. I don't know. They used to segregate the synagogue into different sections, so they may have been at the synagogue on the Sabbath. But these women were most likely proselytes. A proselyte is a Gentile, non-Jew, who believed in the God of Judaism, believed in the God of Israel, but had converted to believe in the God of Moses, Isaac, Abraham, and Jacob. So these people may not have felt comfortable and they certainly wouldn't have been allowed to be in the synagogues as often or with as many privileges as the male Jews who were at the synagogue. But that didn't stop them. <laughs> they still worship God. And I think it's interesting that Paul chose to meet with this group of people and, and it may have been a women's group, but they were God-fearing people. They, they prayed on the Sabbath day, which would have been a Saturday. So they were praying, they were uh, enjoying the, uh, whatever the weather was at the time, because it was obviously not bad weather, and Paul and his company go to meet with them. And it says that we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now, we only know one of them. 
So maybe not all the women were saved or maybe they already knew Jesus. We don't know. But we do know this. One of them did not know Jesus. And although she had uh, a, a good reputation, it was not enough. So it says a certain woman named Lydia heard us. Now, Lydia could be the name of the woman, but it's very likely, and many scholars believe that this was her nickname because she was not from Macedonia. She was from Thyatira. Thyatira was in Asia Minor, which means that she was living on the Asian continent, not the European continent. Also, uh, they may have called her the Lydian because it was a nickname because that's where she's from. And that happens a lot when you go to different places. They may call you something uh, to remind themselves of where you came from. And nicknames are very familiar in the Bible. They're all over the Bible. Jesus used nicknames. And sometimes, actually, nicknames are the best names of people. So uh, it, it, it doesn't matter whether it's a nickname because it's a feminine form. But it also could mean that she was a woman from Lydia. Lydia is in western Turkey. And Lydia was a, a very famous place, and especially Thyatira. Thyatira was a place where it was one of the seven churches in the book of Revelation, to which Paul or Jesus wrote and uh, warned them about a lot of things and explained a lot of things to them. So it's not an unimportant city. But here is Lydia. And regardless of whether she was the Lydian or if her name was just plain Lydia, it doesn't matter. She was a seller of purple. Now, that either means she was selling purple dye or purple cloth or both. Now, if you don't know about the, the ancient world, the very wealthy and powerful people would wear purple robes. And it was often said that if you became uh, one of the Caesars, you would put on the purple uh, because it was seen to be a, a matter of authority. So these richly ordained uh, purple dyed robes were a sign of wealth because they were, it was very expensive. So you, this woman was a person who dealt in the most expensive cloth or the dye that makes it purple and she was literally called a seller of purple. And that word purple is very important because it is the same word for the Phoenicians. The word is Phoenicians. And we actually, the Phoenicians were the ones who had the main monopoly on this business throughout the Mediterranean. And, and the word Phoenician means purple. So they also gave the Greeks and other people a, an alphabet, and we call it the Phoenician or the phonetic alphabet, and we use the phonetic alphabet even now. And because the phonetic alphabet uses sound, because that's what makes the alphabet work, then the phonetic alphabet, the word phoneme, became associated with sound. So when they came out with the first telephone, they called it the telephone. But it, and now, every one of you, including me right now, I'm recording on one of these phones. I have this phone up here because of the color purple. So it's amazing how things work, isn't it? Uh, and that goes way, 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 way back. But purple was a very important color. 
it was a very important enough to where it's mentioned in the Bible, and she made a good living. She was not poor. She's, she, she had means. She was a business lady. I don't know whether she had a husband or whether she was a widow or had been divorced or separated. I don't know. We don't know that person's name, but we know that she had a family, and we also know that she worked and had a respectable business, and she was seeking God. So, now Lydia, the first and awesome thing that she did that's importantly good here is that she paid attention to God's word, okay? If you think about it, how open-minded are women today to God's word, old and young? It's very important to make sure that a person gives their attention to God and listens. Because if we don't give God the opportunity to help us, then we will not hear what God wants for us. So Lydia did her part. She was attentive to what Paul said. She listened. And it's very important to do our part in listening to see what God wants from us. Lydia did this. But there's another part of this that only God can do. It says here that the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken to Paul. So it was the Lord who ultimately opened her heart. So she listened, but God opened her heart. And it is God that really matters. It's God wants to use his word to help us. I, I feel like that the reason why the devil distracts people from the Bible, I think the reason why the word of God is not held in high uh, how shall I say it, regard in our society is because it's so effective, so powerful that the devil knows that all he has to do is keep people from it. Well, the devil did not succeed in keeping Lydia from the word of God. When she heard it, God used it and opened up her heart. And that's not something that a human can do. You know, we have operations. We prayed for people today who are having operations. They open you up. They cut your body. They go in and do something. Well, you can't open up the spirit the same way. I don't have that power and you don't either. So God has to do that work. It is God who opens the heart spiritually. It is God who opens people up to the word. So when we listen... It's like we go to the operating room, but it's up to the Lord to do the opening up. And that's something he has to do. So I think all mothers need to be very attentive to God, but realize that it is God who will do the work. Just give him the opportunity. Give God the opportunity to open up your heart. Now, he did. He opened up Lydia's heart and she was so convinced of the truth of Jesus that she and her household were baptized. So she didn't just hold it for herself. She also wanted her whole family to recognize Jesus Christ as Lord. And I think every godly mother wants their family to be saved and wants their family to know the same peace that they know if they know Jesus. Uh, it, there's a special reward, I believe, for a mother who is integral in getting their children to know the Lord, bringing them to church, 
letting them read the Word of God. Reading the Bible to children, very influential on young people. Where would I be if my grandmother and mother had not read the Bible to me when I was an elementary child or even before? How influential can it be? It's very influential. So Lydia didn't just get the salvation that God had for herself. She tried and made sure her whole family heard the truth, repented, and was baptized, and they got saved. So she took the witness instantly. She didn't wait to go take a class on how to witness to somebody. She said, this is awesome. I accept, and I want my family to accept too, which is wonderful. So Lydia, she was a godly woman, but she didn't stop there because after she got saved and her family was saved, she begged Paul saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. So she then supported the ministry of Paul and gave them material support, helped them with money. I'm sure she gave them money. I'm sure she gave them uh, food and shelter, saved them a bunch of money. And I believe that she was serious about this. Now, remember, she was a person who had the ability to do this. She, she had wealth. Now, she could have been a widow, in which case her husband might have had the main business and then she inherited it. And she, she must have done a good job because it's not the first time in, in history that you have a woman uh, who's good at doing business. In the book of Proverbs, we learn all about how the godly, the, the virtuous woman does all these wonderful things. So impressive, in fact, is the virtuous woman that... It's hard to say you ever met one who's exactly like that. There are a few, but that's a hard job. That whole list that almost every Mother's Day someone reads is impressive. Well, Lydia did at least some of it because she was a businesswoman and she worked hard and she provided. And she didn't just keep it all for herself. She actually helped the ministry of Jesus Christ. The very same words that saved her, now she wanted to make sure that the people who preached and taught those words were being supported. So on Mother's Day, one of the great things that all of us should try to do is to listen to the Word of God, be attentive to it, let God open our hearts to what He wants from the Word, and then respond by making sure others know what we learn here. Furthermore, we ought to help the ministry of the gospel in our lives because as we help others, we are going to be helping each of us. Now, Lydia was the first person in all the European continent to be saved. That was a, a very historical moment. And it's more important that that happened because virtually all of us who are here today can trace our ancestry in most part to the Europeans. And we, uh, we know that people many generations earlier, they came to know the Lord and became Christians, and they passed that message on and came here to America. And we are now preaching the same news, the same good news of Jesus Christ. Now, Lydia was a godly woman. 
She was a hard worker. She was a person who took the gospel as, a, as truth and she witnessed to others. Now, we, we can contrast Lydia with many others in the Bible. There's Jezebel, who was the evil queen in Israel, who tried to worship the false god Baal and did worship the false god Baal and was murderous in her actions. And we could look at uh, other people in the scriptures who were godly people. It was Jesus, who, whose own mother was a godly woman, and the Lord sought her out so that she could be the mother of Jesus. And we have Mary Magdalene in the Bible. Although we don't know that she was a mother, we do know that her faith was very great and that Jesus had saved her from a very terrible life of oppression by the devil. Mary Magdalene, who is a person filled with a lot of mystery because we really don't know much about her, but she was the first person who Jesus saw when he rose from the dead, and or at least he's the first one he actually showed himself to. And she, being the first witness, is named, and she was uh, actually delivered from seven demons, the Bible says, or seven devils. So whatever she did in her life, I don't know. We don't know what she did for a living, but we know that she was oppressed by the devil, and Jesus changed her life. In Lydia's case, Lydia would have had a good reputation. In, for all intents and purposes, she was okay. She didn't live a life of sin that I, I think if you are successful in life, you usually have to be a responsible person. So I don't think there was any hint that she was living in scandal or doing things wrong. She was at the right place, at the right time. She had made good choices with her life. And by making good choices, she put herself in a position that when the Lord's word came by, she heard it. And that's why it's so important to teach young people to be making good choices with your life. Because if you make bad choices and your life is a crash and burn derby and your life is filled with too much drama and you're fighting one fire and putting out another fire, and you keep having so many things go wrong. And that, unfortunately, is the truth of many young people. It's hard to listen and be still to what God wants for you. And that's why Lydia's life, despite the fact that she was not a Christian, she made good choices, and that helped her when the time came. But despite her being a responsible adult, she took care of her family, she was making good money, and she even honored God in her own way with her best intentions. When she heard the news of Jesus, she said, I need Jesus to save me and forgive me of my sins. And guess what? He did. And she changed even greater in a greater way, and she became a Christian. And that was the awesome truth. So it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody needs Jesus. It doesn't matter if you are a respectable person or not. Everybody needs the Lord. And Lydia needed the Lord just as bad as Mary Magdalene. And Lydia found the Lord and was happy to have found him. 
And she didn't just accept it. She then turned and helped others, including those preaching the Bible, and that helped spread the news to other people. Well, this all was made possible because Jesus himself had risen from the dead after dying on a cross, and Jesus had shown himself to the apostles, and he showed himself to a man who was his enemy, Saul of Tarsus, but who became his friend after he had met him. And that man became known as Paul. And we thank God for that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I want you to, first of all, I want to thank you for the mothers. The mothers in our lives, because without them, we wouldn't have a life. Thank you for the times they fed us, took care of our sicknesses. They took us to the school and they educated us and got us started in life and put clothes on us. They, they, were, they were kind to us. And they spent many, many, many days worrying about us and praying for us too, hopefully. But Lord, we ask for you to help us to honor those mothers. And we want, Lord, to learn from the example of Lydia, a godly mother who was successful in her work, successful in her family, but most importantly, she became a Christian and then supported those who preached the gospel. So Lord, you gave this word as a memorial to her, and I thank you for Lydia, and I thank you for all the mothers out there who try to represent Jesus to their children and to the world around them. In Jesus' name, amen.